Drink of Ages Radio Show is brought to you by Wild West Brewfest, happening November 3rd through 5th at Typhoon Texas Water Park in Katy. Three days of badass events and lots of great beers to try. Voted the number one beer fest in North America for multiple years in a row, Wild West Brewfest is a great time. Live music, games, food, and a whole lot of beers from the best breweries. Actually, over 500 beers from over 60 breweries. Get tickets now at wildwestbrewfest.com. I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, John Denman. John Denman. All right, everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Drink of Ages Radio here on ESPN 97.5. I am John Denman. He is DJ Muskratch, and we are Tom Painterless for this episode. Last week, I was gone, and this week, Tom is gone. So that's why you have co-hosts, right? So you can t- take these little breaks, and you know the show's going to continue and move on. So we're adding co-hosts to this week's show. Because... Um, yeah, it's fun to do the show and everything, but it's always fun to do it with your friends. It's even more fun. So we are actually here at Noby Public House down in Webster, just south of Houston. Badass spot. A lot of people that listen to the show, you know, you know where we are. And you know this guy, Channing Heron. Hello there. And also joining us is another good buddy, Troy Witherspoon. Howdy. And from Belching Beaver. Neil Wolf from Belching Beaver. Neil Wolf from Belching Beaver. So we're welcome we'll, to Texas, we be, Neil. Yeah, welcome to Texas. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, when I was talking to Troy and he said you're going to be around for to be, might be able to do the show this week, I was like, man, Belching Beaver. That's like a staple. That's a, that's a place you go to when you're in Southern California, San Diego. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. I mean, it's exciting to be here and just talk to everyone here about it and. Uh, <gasps> You know, at the end of the day, Belching Beaver, we're at uh, about 52nd in, as far as like craft brewers in the U.S. and we're growing. We started in 2012 and have just been growing since then. So really to just expand the footprint across the, the states has been great. We're in 14 states so far, so we're excited. And uh, I think the last numbers that I saw for 2020, we... Um, we produced 44,000 barrels. barrels. So <laughs> Wow. We're definitely marching down the field. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot of beer. Yeah. Uh, there's, well, we, we, the only brewery, St. Arnold, what are they hitting right now in Houston? Hold Just on. to give, like, a comparison. No idea. No idea. 70,000, maybe? That sounds about right. Something like that? I mean, I don't know. It could be a yeah. lot more. But, yeah, <clears throat> but that's, but you look at their compound and everything, and, and you know, it's, 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 then right past that, I don't know. Yeah. All right. No one's even remotely close. Not that I could, yeah, there's nobody that big. Yeah. Mm-mm. No, so so pushing out that many barrels, man. That's a that's a big ass facility. Um, you know, it would be nice to brought some of that San Diego weather to <laughs> to. Yeah, to, to I'm actually uh, it's by kinda, the time the show airs, yeah, it, it is supposed to be. Yeah, definitely need to get some golf in later this week because yeah, you know, whenever that first blast of cold air happens, man, that's such a good feeling. According to my achy bones, it'll be soon. It's it's coming up. Yeah. It'll be soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The old knees, you know, not doing as well. So, all right, it's gonna it's gonna rain. The joys of getting old. Well, Belch and Beaver. I am drink. What what am I drinking? 
I believe you are drinking the uh, limited edition double dry hopped hazy phantom bride, which is basically a phenomenal beer that everybody's ranting about right now. And I'm just so glad that we got more of it to definitely get it to you guys because as soon as we got it, we just blew through it immediately. That's delicious. Like it was all sold before it even hit the floor. So I was like, hey, we need more. And uh, we were lucky enough to get some more and uh, hook more customers up that are interested about what we're what we got going on and kind of what we got in the pipeline so it's exciting to be here and uh drink uh the hazy phantom bride well this is you know depending on sometimes kelly does listen to the show so this is my first one that i've had today <laughs> and it's, <laughs> no, it's but i ordered one with my bon me it went down very easy so there was a second one and now this is a third one. So it, it's actually it's a pretty tasty beer. I know Muskratch is over there drinking a Cali Boy. So we'll give a little nods and no have to label. Twist your arm on it and get you one of these. <laughs> yeah. No, it's phenomenal, though. And honestly, what's really cool about it is, like, to back up a little bit, um, with the Deftones whole partnership with that in 2016, Chino, the lead singer of the rock band, the Deftones, was very passionate about wanting to do a partnership a collaboration with a craft brewery and we jumped at the opportunity when it came and since then it's just taken off from there uh the phantom bride has become our number one seller and just our workhorse keeping the lights on but we we're coming out with so many other things but what's really fun about the fact when chino wanted to get involved was he wasn't just on the sidelines he picked three of the four hot varietals so he was like mosaic simcoe amarillo and we're like that's awesome let's add citra. yeah that's pretty yeah. solid so yeah we kept those four hot varietals for the hazy phantom as well but then we double dry hopped it and made it into a hazy so definitely a cool option and kind of just uh you know it's always fun to come out with these new um takes on these niche little areas in the craft brew scene and it seems like the double dry hopped hazy thing is really making its own footprint lately so we wanted to definitely give our spin on it and we're very uh, happy about it so i'm curious like uh how did that collaboration come about was it just one of those things where they put the word out and people, yeah. people were kind of lunging at it because i've heard the like urban legend version of how it came about tell me the urban legend version because <laughs> i'm intrigued by legend. this i know I, I, i've just heard that like yeah. you know back in the day whenever the deftones were you know still a young up-and-coming band that you know they used to just basically like house party all over all yeah. over california uh-huh. and that um uh, that's how they kind of got to know people throughout the area in various business circles and stuff. And that that's how it kind of came to be was one of those things where they all kind of came together because they kind of knew each other type thing. But you know, Yeah, yeah, know, no, if, if anything, it, it is, definitely but. is a lot of networking with that. And how I understand it is uh, basically there was somebody that worked at Belching Beaver that went on into like the entertainment and uh, law, mm-hmm. if you will, se- sector. And uh, when they heard that Chino was looking he had already been, or they had been at Craft, you know, at Belching Beaver. So they were like, oh, I definitely know who you should reach out with. So they put us in touch. And there were a few other breweries, apparently, that didn't really jump at the opportunity, but we jumped right at it. And as somebody that's grown up and has seen the Deftones over a dozen times, it was kind of surreal to suddenly, you know, have that all come together. So it's uh, it's very unique and cool, but the thing I like most about it is just like the fact that like they're so passionate and wanted to be involved in the process. And it wasn't just like handing the whole thing off and not really worrying about That's it. And great. just put yeah, in the Yeah, like a lot of collabs actually yeah. are. Yeah, it makes a big difference yeah. when you're involved, yeah. 
as somebody that's done a lot like a lot of collaborations like i i to me it doesn't feel right when i'm like hey i want to do a collaboration with you and let me phone it in you know because like i i you know i i want to do the cleanup i want to help with the brewing like i want to be involved i want to do it i want to be part of the recipe you know Mm -hmm. you got to be involved otherwise it's not a collaboration it's just you brewing a beer for me and that's not the same putting your name on it Yeah. yeah and i think that's really what uh for Belching Beaver, who is so passionate about beer and the industry and all of that, and, you know, our motto, damn good times. We want to have a damn good time no matter what kind of beer you want. If you want a lawnmower beer, we got something for you. If you want a barrel aged, we got something for you. If you want an IPA, you know, go on. But it's really one of those things where it's fun when you get a partnership with a band like the Deftones, um, who are just, like, iconic in the rock industry. And it's, uh, it's really one of those fun things where, you know, suddenly... You've got these beers, they're coming out, they're suddenly named after these songs that, you know, we've grown up with, and it's fun to always put on some of the songs and listen again and be like, Swerve City, and you're drinking it, and you're like, you're drinking a Pog IPA, you know, and you're like, that's good, and this is a damn good beat, and, uh, you know, it's just one of those fun things, so definitely I think the fact that Chino and the band was so passionate and wanted to find somebody else, I really think it really cemented it together where this was my so did you guys do like big events at the brewery where they were out or i'm i'm sure of it um if anything um it's one of those where like this has just led into the snowball effect of just getting larger and larger so this was really our to commemorate the 10th collab we've done was the hazy phantom bride so it's uh it's definitely fun and some of the ones that we've done in the past that have just had this huge demand like ohms like digital bath we've been able to bring some of those back and people just love it so what we've been doing lately is every spring and fall we will roll out the deftones front row variety pack which is a variety pack of basically uh eight 16 ounce cans so it's basically like four ounces shy of a 12 pack but like the cans are iconic because it has the same graphic designer that does all of the deftones album artwork throughout the years on that and that's what makes it stick out so much and it really catches people's eye so definitely kind of a cool thing when you see the can work and you got people being like i'm gonna make a candle out of that save me that save me that you know that ohms can was was, was yeah the the ohms i mean it was like a collector's item oh i i still got stories about it all the time and people grab and be like i want to make jewelry out of this or i wanted this you know every craft beer thing that i go to there's always somebody like i'm taking this can can i take the can and it's like Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, buy some more. Yeah. yeah. And, and then that you have too. more. Yeah. <laughs> you can have as many cans as these as you want. Yeah, we were talking about urban legend. I don't know. For some reason, every time anything with Southern California pops in my head, as I, you know what, how I pictured it. Remember in Lost Boys when they're at the beach and the, the band, the big fire's going, there's a big party, and the dude's out there playing the saxophone? Yeah. That's pretty much how I pictured the collab honestly went. Oh, Something yeah. along those lines. I wish I would have been a fly on the wall for that initial meet and greet and all of that. It just had to be so cool. But, you know, it is, um, it's fun. I mean, Belching Beaver, we, we've got plenty of new things. We like to do a lot of limited things to bring out. And just really, like, I think the motto is, is, like, we want to give the fans what the, what they want, and we want to continue to produce limited uh, beers that people are just looking for in different kind of categories that are kind of pushing the boundaries in the craft beer scene. And so, you know, it's it's fun to be a part of uh, a brewery that is constantly coming out with limited things and kind of staying on the cutting edge of where the craft beer scene is right now in the U.S. Yeah, and it's also it is different by right, where the scenes are. Yeah, like 
from from one part of the world to the other, right? Where we are here in Houston compared to where Denver or Portland is, even like Southern California, right there. Because like Hazy's, we were there not that long ago. There just really wasn't that big of it, wasn't that big. Yeah. And <clears throat> where we've you know had them here, but it's been everywhere else way before it makes it here. Yeah. So uh, go go into a place like Portland. Like when I went to Portland, it was I knew what I was walking into just from you know knowing how old and established the market is there but it's still a different animal when you're just like diving into it and and seeing the differences you know because we're we're still a youngish market here as far as beer goes um and like when you go to a place like portland where there's 100 plus breweries in the city and some of them are so nano that like they're in somebody's garage and you can pull up to somebody's garage and get a crowler of beer from their tap wall that's amazing to me. Like it really I, is. Yeah, you know, the urban sprawl here won't let that happen, really. But like that would be amazing if we had something like that. Texas here. Like, laws it, also that too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's just that. so cool. You know, like like the fact that like I, as a home brewer, so to speak, could uh, you know start a start a small brewery out of my garage, literally out of my garage, uh, a la the Apple guys. You know, like start my business in my garage. And go from there. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, and it's just get, it's just different to see those kind of things. Like Denver's different, San Diego's stop, different. Uh, stop treating breweries like kitchens. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. That and also need the the population to go. Hey, do you want a beer? And they're like, yes. And it's a beer, not like a Bud Light, Miller Light, Coors Light, seltzer. Yeah, or a seltzer. You know, it's like just it, it. It's all just beer, right? Yeah. So you want a beer? Yeah. What what kind do you want? I don't know. Give me a Doppelbach, and there's a Doppelbach there. You know what I mean? Just it's not just like people in, in Houston just still hasn't as a population really taken into all the different flavors and styles of beers and breweries that are in that are around. And I'm sure it's like that in a lot of big cities, but Portland. You go to Portland and it's it's not like that. You yeah. go to Portland and, and they're they're sitting at the the brew pubs and everything, and that's that's where you go to drink a beer. Yeah. It's it's funny too how like when you're talking about that is like you know how people how many people will still come in and go, do you have a red ale? Man, I'm, I need a red ale. It's like you know that like nobody brews red ales anymore. Like I mean there there are there are there there's there's a few, but there are few really few and far between. And so it's like that kind of tells you, you know, of, of the the age of the market, so to speak, when it comes to yeah. those kind of things. I remember yeah. in the mid-90s, man, we had, like, all these brew pubs in Houston that closed down. You know, I, I still they, all, they all had a red L. I still miss the Village Brewery, man. The Village Brewery, yeah. Food was so good there. Beer, pretty good. Food was great. Yeah, the, the one that I remember the most, because those days were pretty blurry. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. not quite 21 in a lot of those places. Um, Houston Brew Pub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. two stories yeah. inside. Yep. Beautiful building. Yeah, it was great. Uh, that's that's the one I remember the most. That in the early days at St. Arnold. Uh, going to the early days at St. Arnold was just absolutely. Uh, it was fun. That was like Brock. He was on the show one time and. He's talking about how he was the guy that checked the IDs, you know, whenever he came in. He checked everybody's ID. Yeah. That went, Brock, I got something to tell you, man. Mitchell Dale, he'd give the same first time I, jokes every yep. week. First time I had a beer at St. Arnold, I think I was 19 years old. Same. <laughs> so. Man, I just remember when we when we started going, there'd be 10 people, 20 people. Mm-hmm. You'd go on Saturday, maybe, maybe 25 people, and then... Man, you knew things were changing. All of a sudden, you showed up, and there was lines, 200 people waiting to get in. And yep. just, like, overnight, it was, like, they they caught on fire. It was amazing. I, 
I can still picture the like generic Office Depot desk uh, covered in brochures. And every time I would walk through the door, Brock would be like, sorry about the mess, man. And, you know, sorry, like, Brock, it's cool, man. I'm here to drink beer and hang out and chat. You're good. Don't worry about it, you know? Yep. It's like when I, when I see their operation now, it's, it, every, I think about that all the time, like how far they've come. Uh, yeah. And it's so great to see how far they've come. Well, I mean, it's, it's really wonderful. It's one of those cool things, just, just like success, right? Yeah. Just, just seeing companies like you guys, Belgian Beaver, seeing the success, right? Because you didn't start off a yeah. big brewery with, with – Hundreds of millions of dollars, you know, to throw out there and ready to roll and whatnot. Uh, well, I think it's like they say, like a rising tide lifts all boats. And I think uh, it's great to just see how many people want to get involved in the craft beer scene and innovate and create new things. You know, this is it, it, it's it's wild to think of just like if you kind of look at early 2000s, like one of my first jobs was working in a, a craft beer warehouse and I was in there pickpacking and sorting, and suddenly I discovered all these beers that like I had never known. I was like, "What's Delirium Tremens? Oh. What's Le Fin du Monde? And I'm like, you know, I'm going, "Oh my terrible, god!" Terrible, terrible beers. I had no by the idea. Way. But anyways, it was it was interesting though because like at that point I, I grew up in Michigan, so I was very familiar with like Bell's Founders mm-hmm. and those. And suddenly after going to school, those blew up. And uh, at this time, it was around like 2008 or, or that time, and you know, the recession happened, and then suddenly all the jobs you could get that you thought maybe in the auto industry weren't there, but you know what was there? The beer. worst recession-proof? Mm-hmm. Craft beer. Yep. And so immediately honed in on that, and I just uh, hopped back into it, and I've been there ever since. So I, yeah. I, I find it interesting as far as, like you guys were saying earlier, about the different areas and regions in the U.S. and what they're doing and experimenting and what kind of the, are the styles that are happening. And I was curious, like, if there's any specific styles that you guys can, can, can talk about, like Houston, that most people might not be aware of. In there. Is no, there, not really. No, not. I mean, not in my opinion. Um, is, there like, a, is there a style that has swingers on it? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there, there's, Sla- there's slab style beer. You know, we actually we need to take a break real quick, and I'm I'm out of beer, so you know that's, that's usually the way to that, be continued. That this rolls. So when we get back, yeah, we'll talk about some of the styles that uh, because we there's been discussion about a like Gulf Coast IPA, the Third, Third Coast, Coast IPA, yeah, yeah. You know, all these things. But is it what what is it really? Yeah. yeah. You know, is it the same thing that's already been done, but it's called something else? I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of like the uh, cold IPA. You can always bring back the Texas Black Ale or the Brown cold Ale. Texas IPA. Brown Ale. Texas, you mean Texas IPL? Brown Ale? Cold No, no, no. IPA. The cold IPA. The, 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 the no, there, there is a difference. There is a difference. There is no difference. There is no difference. I know there's not. That's All the right. Difference. We are hanging out here at Novi. <laughs> the difference is marketing. Belch and Beaver. We'll be right back. Let's get some more beers. This is Drink of Ages. Step up time, time to claim something that's real out here, you know what I'm saying? Something that you can live for, you know what I'm saying? The seeds, you know what I'm saying? Time to build, time to step up, yo. I stay at the center of news, the gossip and interview. You can't lose, G. Overstand the rules, see the style can get ruled. Our friends at New Magnolia Brewing have something special for the people that live around the brewery. If you live in the 77007, 08, and 09 zip code, stop in Monday through Thursday and get 20% off your tab. That's right, 20% off your neighborhood brewery. You can get the beer of the month, number two, Coastal Liaison, a cold IPA which has the best of West and East Coast IPAs all in one. It is about to be Oktoberfest season, so grab New Magnolia's Oktoberfest, a German-style Mars and Lager, beginning next week around Houston. Over 20 beers on tap at New Magnolia in the tap 
tap room and they are open seven days a week. New Magnolia Brewing. Go check them out. Hello, everyone. This is uh, Trevor Brown from Lone Pine Brewery coming at you from Magnolia, Texas, home of Yellow Rose IPA. We're new in cans. I don't know if you've seen. We're now in aluminum, yellow rose, gentleman's Rose nitro, Jabberwocky, and Zenos. We'll be doing seasonals and Zythopal releases every quarter. So join us at our beer garden, open seven days a week. We've got live music, food trucks. Kids and dogs are welcome as long as they're nice. Find us at LonePine.com on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks, everybody. Hey, y'all. This is Andrew, the Mayor Mitchum, owner and brewer at Senate Avenue Brewing Company. Here's the top five reasons you should bring the whole family to come and see us. Number one, air conditioning. Number two, tasty cold craft beer brewed by yours truly. Number three, burgers, tacos, pizzas, and pretzels. Number four, brunch on Sundays. Number five, our cozy, breezy patio. Drop in any day of the week for lunch or dinner. We'll save a table for you. Deca Beer Company off 494, just north of Kingwood, is a brewery you should know about and stop by. 20 taps with rotating experimental beers and other excellent beers brewed true to style. Nice air-conditioned tap room for the whole family and a large patio with beer, wine, cider, soft drinks, plus food trucks on site. Also a great place to hold your next event. Tap room is open Wednesday through Sunday and look for Deca Beer Company on tap around the Houston area and check them out online at DecaBeer.com. That is D-E-C-A Beer.com. They have something for everyone. Hey, good beer drinkers, this is John Denman from Drink of Ages Radio inviting you out to Spindle Tap Brewery. Less than 15 minutes north of downtown, Spindle Tap is making some of the best beers around. IPAs, double IPAs, lagers and stouts, definitely going to find your next favorite beer. Come out and be ready to play, though. Nine-hole championship putt-putt, basketball court, baseball and kickball field, disc golf, or just kick back in the air-conditioned tap room. Great food, excellent beers, and a badass time. Check out Spindle Tap Brewery, Spindle Tap, that's T-A-P, SpindleTap.com. Hi, it's Tom from No Label Brewing down in Katy, Texas. Come out and visit us seven days a week in historic Katy, right between the silos. If it's the weekend, it's live music, it's beer releases, it's food trucks, vendors, HJX markets, more. Can't make it on the weekend? Don't worry, we're open seven days a week. So coming out for bingo nights, trivia nights, run clubs, there's so much going on out here between the silos. So if you're looking for craft beer and a good time, come out to Katy, Texas, come out to No Label. We're hanging out here at Novi Public House. Belchin Beaver is our brewery guest. Channing Heron's co-host, Troy Witherspoon. And from Belchin Beaver, we have Neil Wolf. That's good. That's good, huh? Oh, it's so sticky. It is, isn't it? Oh, man. Yeah, man. It said double dry hops. Double dry hopped hazy phantom brown. Yo, DDH. Yeah, that was I, I forgot there was, there was some there was a beer the other day that it had like all these initials in front of it and I had to really think about like okay what am I about to drink you know DDI DDH two X IPA MDA ecstasy it's yeah. <laughs> like what exactly am I getting into as somebody that has to write a tap list a lot and also input names of beers into a like fifteen character limit format in my computer. I would really love for craft beer to calm down on the names of beers. <laughs> a lot be of great. acronyms. Yeah. A lot of acronyms. Yeah. I'm good with an acronym, but I don't need like a mile-long description for you know, a name. Just run out of beer names, you know, though. That like, yeah. actually is a problem, naming beers. Well, it is because one of the biggest Everything. challenges now is like if you put a name on it, but it doesn't tell you the style, it doesn't really tell you anything exactly about it. So sometimes if you just see the name on it, it's like, well, 
can you explain what style that is? Yeah. And just, I mean, how many breweries are now just in the United States? What, what I think we're over 7,000 at this 7, point. 7,000. Like, could be close to that. Yeah. Like, like I, if I remember yeah, correctly, no, it's, I think it's, it's something over right 7,000. Yeah, yeah, so whenever, because, you know, I've, named a, I've helped name a lot of beers. And trying to, it's like, oh, I've got a great name. Nope. 18 breweries already have that name. Yep. Yep. All right, let's pick another one. Nope. That's not going to work either. And then also it'd be something like the best beer ever. Oh, no one's used that name yet. <laughs> it was just like something so something obvious. so on the nose. Yeah. 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 But people, you know, you said off of lyrics or book titles and all those just random stuff that people are using now. Yeah, yep. you, you got to get pretty creative nowadays to get something original that still yeah. jumps out at people. The the fact that uh, Equal Parts was able to name a beer Dad Pills. Dad, yeah. I was like. That's not been taken? How has that not been taken? No, it's not taken. And it's delicious. And it's delicious, 100%. Mm-hmm. They're doing a Houston Punk Fest again over there coming up. So uh, I don't know the date, and I probably will figure that one out to promote a little bit because, you know, anytime there's some good punk shows going on around Houston, try to promote those. But, yeah, Houston Punk Fest at Equal Parts Let me is know. coming up. Let me know. Excellent. That'd be fun. Uh, yeah, man, this beer, is, this beer is just really good. Well, I'll tell you what, we still got uh, more in the lineup for fall seasonals that will be coming out for the rest of this year for uh, people out there in the audience to look forward to. We got a barrel-aged peanut butter milk stout that's coming, mm. aged tw- over 12 months in Kentucky bourbon barrels. It's going to be fantastic. Expecting that to land at some point, most likely in November, just in time for the holiday season, which will be exciting. And then we've got a damn good decade IPA that's going to be coming out for 10th anniversary this October. So I expect it to drop in this market most likely in mid-October. And um, What is that beer going to be? You know what? It's super interesting. It is brewed with terpenes, hemp terpenes. So it's going to be dank, hoppy, and tropical. So be on the lookout mm. for a nice uh, All these things psychedelic beaver on the pack. Sounds, like, yes, sounds yes. like my kind of beer. <laughs> it does. Troy, right did you up. name it Troy Witherspoon? <laughs> <laughs> because that would be fitting. Our head brewer's name is Troy, if that'll do it any wow, justice. So. Beautiful. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, that that sounds like something I, do I would love enjoy. Japan's. Don't let them meet and touch because the universes might collide and explode. <laughs> right? <laughs> Too much Troy. That's funny. But yeah, yeah and then we've got uh, so a lot of people are always interested about like the Deftones beers, and we do uh, every fall and spring we do uh, the variety packs, and uh, this next one that's coming up is exciting because we're bringing back some of the greatest hits, if you will including ohms which uh a lot of people are all about the pale ale uh, i've got a lot of people like that that. About that. very good beer very good beer Love oh that yeah beer. and uh then we're doing the dia de los deftones mexican style lager with lime and uh that one's always been a hit and just an easy drinking porch pounding style so uh also pairs well with a hot sunny day so, you know, we get that a lot around yeah, here. Yeah, we get so. those a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It works. We'll have it for Christmas. And then Hot, we've got, uh, sunny days. We've <laughs> yes. got Good Morning Beautiful, which is a brown ale with maple, coffee, and coconut. So Ooh, we got, That uh, sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be really good. Lot, sounds like breakfast. Definitely, yeah. Certainly not one-dimensional. So a lot of things going on. But excited about that. And then, um, yeah, if anything... Then we're also adding in uh, the hazy we're all having now, the hazy Phantom Bride. So 
That, again, that's going to be out in November. We're excited about it, especially just because there's been so much demand for Ohm's Pale Ale. And uh, now we're bringing it back and giving the fans what they want. Sweet. We were talking about this on the show a few weeks back. Something, um, you know, interview so many brewery owners and everything. They're like, we're going to make beer that we like to drink. And then the tide shifted to, we're going to make beer that people like to drink. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not a brewery owner, but I've had this conversation with a few brewery owners, and it's it's one of those things where uh, I was brewing a collaboration at a, at a local brewery, and uh, the owner, he was just like, you know, he's like, I really don't want to brew, you know, this particular style of beer that people keep asking me to brew, um, and uh, he's like, I don't really care for the style, but people keep demanding it, and I said, well, do you like your operation here? Do you Do you like brewing beer? He's like, well, of course. I said, so brew what people want so that you can brew what you want to brew like that's the whole point right like you know brew what's going to generate sales for you but also brew out of your passion you know i mean like you can you can make it's not mutually exclusive you can do both you know you can, yeah, yes. you can do both like it's okay you're not selling out because the majority of people want to come to your tap room and drink a pilsner yeah right yeah. like like my only it line is. that i draw in the sand on that is just brewed ipas like can we never brew a brewed ipa ever again i'm like, it's the yeah, worst beer style i'm with I've ever you on had. that one uh, that, that was one that I have to throw that out there. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, I, I it was shocking. It was terrible. When because it, all of a sudden, like people were writing about this. It was in all these beer magazines. The next because I mean, Hazy's came out and that like took over the world. And so they were looking. It was a knee jerk. It was a knee jerk reaction to Hazy IPA. Yeah, yeah, and all these breweries that said, "Oh, I'm not making a Hazy IPA." All of a sudden, they they made really terrible brewed IPAs. And I, I tried Stones. Stone made one, and I'm like, if anybody's gonna make a good one, it's gonna be Stone. You would think, right? It was not good. My, my, I think my favorite one that I had was from Brazos Valley. Yeah. Brazos Valley's brewed IPA was was like enough where I would actually finish the one. But I, and it's not a slam on Brazos no, Valley at, at all. Yeah, just that it's style. just that every time I drank a, a, one of those IPAs, I could taste that that Amelie's whatever that enzyme is that they use in to dry it out so much. I could it, it just it had this kind of chemical flavor to it that like nobody could get rid of for me. And I tasted it every time I drank one of those beers, and it was offensive. I just didn't like it. I I, I wanted you know it's like okay whatever if this is the next big thing, let's try it out. I'll drink any beer, and I'm like nope, I'm not drinking this one. It's, it's terrible, and I'm yeah. glad that one fell off. I I remember when we did the launch for Brash's uh, Brewed IPA here, and Ben was hanging out, and he was like, what do you think, man? What do you think? He was, like, so excited. I was like, what do you think? I said, I think it sucks. I don't like it. No way. I said, yeah, I don't like it. I'm sorry. Like, like I like your stuff. Don't get me wrong. I was like, but I don't like this beer. He was like, you're crazy, man. You're crazy. It's so good. I'm like, no, no, it's not. It's it's really not good. I don't find it good at all. I'm sorry. I promise, like, Ben. Like, our palates are different, man. It's cool. Yeah. You know, like, you like it. That's great. It's your beer. Like, you should like it. You know, good for you. Like, I don't like it. I'm sorry. Like, it's okay. It's okay yeah, that I don't like it. Hey, you know, taste is subjective. Yes. At the end of the day, to each their own. Right. You know? 100%. No, no, no. But but brewed IPAs don't, shouldn't exist. No. <laughs> they actually I'm, they actually are terrible. That's the line in the sand. I'm glad yeah. they died the quick death that they line. did. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, it didn't make that. Is that actually a style that's being judged still? Uh, yes, people are still brewing them. It's just not a whole lot. Yeah. I mean, if you want to probably win a medal. That might be a good, ca- good category. It's a niche within a niche. Well, hey, there you go. Well, yeah. There you go. That's, yeah, that's, but, that's but good thinking right there. Somebody yeah. probably overcarbonated it in amber, and that's what's actually going to win. You know, <laughs> something that's not even close to what the style is supposed to be. But it's it, they entered it into that one. They're like, oh, this one's actually pretty oh good. Oh, my God. You know, it's... So along those lines, I kind of have a story, uh, if I could real quick. 
uh, did a uh, when I did a collab with uh, Real Ale. I uh, did like a big local collab with Real Ale a few years ago with a bunch of people around town. It was awesome. And Brad, the owner of Real Ale, took us out to uh, Lukenbach. We went in. I don't remember the name of the bar. I, mean, I, I think there's only one bar in Lukenbach. I could be wrong. There's not much there. Great, great time, great experience. You know, roosters in the trees. It was fun. And we were drinking Hans Pils. And I don't know if it was just the whole experience. You know, the, the in the moment, it was one of the best times I've ever had drinking a beer. And that beer was freaking delicious. It was just, it was just so good. And we were leaving, and uh, Brad was like. How good was that Hans Pils? And I said, it was amazing, man. Like, I can't believe, like, like I was just right there thinking about how amazing it was. He started laughing. He goes, yeah, it was a little out of date. And, uh, <laughs> and we both just laughed. And he goes, remember when we won? I think they won a silver. He's like, remember when we won a silver for Hans Pils uh, at uh, GABF? I said, yeah. He goes, yeah, it was, it, was an old, it, was, it was an out of date keg, too. He <laughs> said, that beer tastes better the longer you let it set. Yeah. And since then, I, I've... I've set stuff aside yeah. and just kind of let it go, and he's not Start lying. Start like, Literally, like, like, dude, it, it, it does kind of taste better. Like, uh, the more it gets out of date, it's weird. Not like, I haven't let it go like a year or anything like that, but like, it, it does really, you know, it holds up. But give it a little it bit. It holds of time. up past the date, I'll say. It, it, okay. It's still good, you know. Yeah, I can't, I can't really think of any other style of beer that I've been absolutely just against. I've got a list. Oh, I'm sure you do. I'm I can sure get old do. man yells at Cloud about a lot of stuff real quick. <laughs> but I won't do that. Yeah, I mean, we we're, were talking about like the cold IP, IPAs. IPLs? IPLs yeah, yeah. coming up. Cold IP, you know, and, and I'm, I'm waiting to see that take off and get everyone's take, like local breweries' take on the cold IP. Well, I mean, it's I, – I understand, like you were talking about, it's a marketing thing. Of course it's a marketing thing because, you know – IPA versus IPL, it can be very confusing for somebody that doesn't understand, you know, the 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 the, the what the lingo, IP is. The lingo, yeah. yeah. What is the, the IP? The they don't know. It's like a black IPA. How do you have a black India pale ale? Like you can't. Oh, you mean a Cascadian dark ale? Time. Exactly. So why don't we just use Cascadian dark ale? Why can't we use that moniker? Is it is it oh, is it going to be like goose then? It's like oh, you can't call it a goose unless it's brewed in this. You yeah. can't call it a Cascadian dark ale unless it's brewed in Cascadia. Like come on, give me a break. Yeah, that's true. You know, like, but IPA, IPL, cold IPA, I, I get it. I just think cold IPA is a silly name. Um, but, but whatever. You know, it's, it's, and I, it tells you what it is, right? And a, and a beautiful I mean, dry hop lager just sounds amazing anyway. I don't know. It yeah, does, right? Like, that sounds awesome. It's would, rare that I've had a bad dry hop lager. Is anyone yeah. going to make, because as a consumer that walks up, they're like, cold IPA. They're like, well, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just. <laughs> no, you know what? You I'll know what? The, the next one, yeah, Houston Heat. Next summer, we're we're, we're going to release the hot IPAs. Houston Heat. There <laughs> you go, right there. Yeah. That's the uh, name. Spinal taps all over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Houston Heat. Yeah, we started releasing our beers. We, be we like them. Like them at ninety-two degrees served with one hundred and twenty percent humidity. <laughs> well, trust me, Muskrat, that will come one day where ice, where there, there will be a style of beer that you Vietnam serve style. over ice. Vietnam style, man. <clears throat> Got to put ice in your beer. Out of a bag. Yeah, out of a bag. Yep. Now, it's, um, I don't know, but but really, you were talking about Red L's. Like, I think Red L's are great. Sure. Oh, were we I talking like about them. Red L's? 
We were earlier, yeah. <laughs> Way back in the at some point. If you're just tuning in, you you missed up in that Back in WW2, <laughs> we was talking about Reddit. We 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 circled back a lot. Well, and we uh, liked it. The way that that like I remember weird parts of the show that I don't remember five minutes ago, but like 15 minutes ago, it's like we were talking about Red Hills, but briefly. <laughs> The Houston style, yeah, yeah. What what would be a good Houston style beer is kind of how we left that last segment. Yeah, is there really something like it? it, it definitely, it definitely is. It has to be an IPA of some sort because I, we we drink more IPAs. I mean, it's it's de- well, that's switching because now we're back to the pilsners. We're getting and, back to pilsners, yeah. 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 I'll tell you, for me, like the perfect Texas beer. Texas beer, not necessarily used to beer. The perfect Texas beer for me is Live Oaks Pre-War Pills. Um, that beer is just, you know, it's just the right amount of everything. It's just, it's one of the most perfect beers I've ever had in my life. I love that beer. Uh, and, you know, it's light-bodied, easy drinking, great flavor. You know, like, it, it, has, it, it, hits, it hits, like, all the notes it's, for me. Um, and, like, if there is a style of beer, it's got to be, like, a Pils or a Hellas Lager or something, something like that. That, Yeah. Now, you want to dry hop the <laughs> Even better. Even better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you know. Yep. So, like, I guess if, if there is – but there isn't one that, like, there's no, like, regional style locked to – to Houston or to Texas? No, really. Texas. I mean, Shiner. Shiner definitely had a big long. Like Shinerbach yeah. was was like a big big thing for a long time. I mean, it it still is uh, to to the average consumer. To the average consumer, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, you know, I mean, they got us hooked at you know at the club for a buck a bottle. That's true. And yeah. you know, and and made it easy and accessible and. You know, and also quite quaffable. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was no matter where you went to, you know, emos, growing up. Yeah, emos. You know? Yeah, well, you know, emos is 50 cents or a buck, right? It was, mm-hmm. Emos was uh, Newcastle Brown also. <laughs> so they had, oh, my God. The labels yeah. fell off of that because they pulled them out of the ice bins. Yep. But I, I used to drink my body weight in Nukesville back yeah, that was then, the first yeah. beer. First beer I had at room temperature, and then I worked for this barbecue place in Humble. And the boss at the time, he's he's like, "You guys don't even know what beer is, man. I'll, I'll be back." And he goes to the store, comes back with a six pack of Newcastle Brown. He's like, "Drink these, but wait till they warm up." And I'm like, "Are you out of your mind? You know, that's not how I'm 16 years old. That's not how you drink beer." And I go home, let them warm up a little bit, cracked it open. I'm like, "Hot damn." This is really good at, you know, whatever my room was at the time. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there's there's something about those beers that can hold up once the heat comes. And some that actually get better, like certain stouts. Or, I mean, you look at, like, something like St. Bernardus App 12. Like, as that warms up suddenly, it just, oh, my God. The everything, flavors, all the flavors open up. Ma- magic happens, yeah. Yes, yes. Hmm, the magic happens. <laughs> but, but, yeah, you are right. We're on that wavelength. Then there's... there's Certain others, you know, I think like super hoppy beers don't do well as they they warm up. Oh and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It depends on the beer, but yeah, you know, I don't want to drink majority, a really warm IPA. No, no generally. No. So you want to drink a cold IPA? Oh my god! <laughs> you should market oh, that I idea. I think yeah. I think we're gonna. I think we have the next best thing. Is cold <laughs> IPA just. Uh, India Pale Lager. Yeah. Correct by another name. Uh, you know whatever. Like, or is it like there's. 
I think I think a I think so, a good cold Hellas Lager. When I was talking to Dylan up at Foss, um, yeah. he he you know because I kind of jokingly you know he was talking about his good cold IPA. Too. Oh, fantastic beers! Um, love the space too. Um, he was talking about their new cold IPA coming, and I kind of you know cracked a joke and. And he was like, "No, really, there is a difference." And like he and he knows his stuff, man. No, there he, is. He, he can go off on on some stuff that like it makes my brain hurt. Yeah, yeah. And like he he did break it down for me, and I'm I in no way, shape, or fashion can explain it to you. But he did explain the difference between the two. But for me, it again, it all comes down to marketing more than anything. I I spent last week hanging out with the guys from Brewdog. Hellcat is their cold IPA. Right, it's just their old IPO. Yeah, and it, it's it's IPO remarketed. Yeah. It, it wasn't selling well as IPO. The general consumer who shops at the grocery store is not the craft beer nerd. Mm. They, you know, but they know what an IPA is. Cold IPA sounds great. Their sales instantly increase just changing that one word on the can. <laughs> so I mean, it's yeah, yeah. It was IPL. It's now cold IPA. Yeah, Kevin's Kevin's mom from No Label is an IPL. Yeah. And if they if they probably relabeled it as a cold IPA, it. it Probably sell a lot more right now for the for yeah. the next few months. Absolutely, yeah. sell out. Oh, that sells out anyways. That's true. That's true. <clears throat> All right. Well, it's time for some more refills on some beers. We are hanging out here at Noby Public House. Belcher Beavers, our guest, Neil Wolf, Channing Herons co-host, and with also my buddy Troy Witherspoon. Yeah, having a good time drinking some good beers. We're gonna take another break, and we get back. We'll talk more. Everybody, cheers. Wellness, our friends down in Dickinson, is where you need to go if you're feeling sluggish, non-energetic, and non-motivated, not just when you're hungover. Get to know your numbers. As we get a little older, our hormone levels change, men and women. KT Wellness can help. Weight loss, hormone optimization, low testosterone, B12, Botox, and more. Stop in and tell them that you heard it on Drink of Ages and get a free B12 shot. KTWellness.com. Why not feel your best again? KTWellness.com. Hey guys, Robbie Harl from Backview Brewing here. Just dropping in to tell you about our new seasonal, Kingsbrow. A German Fest beer, perfect for Oktoberfest season, but still can handle this Texas heat. Available through the end of September, but while supplies last. So don't sleep on it, go out and grab you some. Cheers. At True Anomaly Brewing, our greatest achievement lives in knowing that everything we've learned is yours to enjoy. While it may not be rocket science, we brew with the same detail and dedication learned while running mission operations for NASA. Taking risks is part of our DNA. We don't take them just to say we did, we take them because of the result. Bold brews we're proud to share with fellow adventure seekers. True Anomaly Brewing. Beer for the explorers. Get your tickets now for Wild West Brew Fest, voted number one beer fest in North America by BeerYeti.com for multiple years in a row. The weekend starts November 3rd for the K-Town Showdown. Friday, November 4th is the official launch party, and Saturday, November 5th is the festival. Over 500 beers from over 60 breweries, live music, lots of food, games, and three days of good times. Discounted hotels and tickets can be found at WildWestBrewFest.com. You do not want to miss it. WildWestBrewFest.com. Hey, it's James from Ingenious Brewing Company up in Humble, Texas. We are a small batch brewery open Wednesday through Monday with an air-conditioned tap room, hosting weekly trivia, monthly art markets, and many more family and pet-friendly events. 
not in the mood for a delicious beer, try one of our hard seltzers or a local cider or wine. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok for a daily update on our tap list and daily events. Can't make it to the tap room? Just look for us at your local HEB, Specs, or any fine craft beer retailer. Cheers. Hey Houston, this is Bryce with 11 Below Brewing. I'd like to invite you to come out and see us. We're located just outside the Beltway up by Willowbrook Mall. We're open Thursday and Friday night, Saturday and Sunday afternoon as well. And if you're lucky, you might even get a hug from Jeff while you're here. If you're looking for some great little fun beer to beat this Houston heat, Taco Tuesday is our jam. Got a little bit of lime and salt, super refreshing, and crushes the summer heat. You can find it at your local grocery stores and liquor stores. Check us out on social media at Lembelow Brewing. Respect. Alright, we are back for the last episode of our the last segment. Uh, not the last episode. Hopefully not, man. We we we, we, we got to hit ten years, man. Ten Next years week in February. Of ten years in February. Final episode of we'll the season or final episode of the I need to be paid series. way more than uh, where we're at now. If we ever fly this whole thing out. You know, somehow, but since we're a once a week show on ESPN, we kind of just, it never stops. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's like 10 years is coming up in February. 10 years of doing Drink of Age radio show, hanging out with breweries, having a badass time with a bunch of people. Man, it's, yep. <clears throat> Troy's been on a few times. Channing's been on a few times. And now Belgian Beaver. Glad to be on. Yeah. Yes. Cheers, fellas. Cheers. Yeah. Welcome to, Happy welcome years. to Texas, by the way. Absolutely. So, Neil Wolf from Belgian Beaver, Shannon Heron from Noby, Troy Witherspoon, longtime buddy, but now with Dynamo Distributing, who's actually distributing Belgian Beaver here in Texas. Uh, man, all the conversations that we had in between the last segment and this one. It could have been like four more shows. <laughs> well, maybe we'll see some of them on this show. I think that every once in a while we I talk about someone. talk about having like uh, the the after hours, like drink of ages after hours, or the the the, the fourth segment, the incoherent hours, the very yeah. incoherent. <laughs> the three sheets to the wind edition. The very much, very much so, where. It's it's uh, I think I think honestly, Muskrat is holding all that till one day. He's like, he's gonna reach out and be like, I need a hundred thousand dollars because I have all this information on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the mics were hot. <laughs> the mics were hot. I've got he has everybody. Just, just, just so you know, you can't get blood out of a turnip, right? You know, like <laughs> I'm broke, so good luck. Good luck. I just want to hug uh, I get, hugs I'll give away hugs, hugs are like always crazy. Free, yeah. I love yeah, hugs. I'm a hugger. Is, I'm so I need, glad I need two beers. Are back. Oh man. Oh, that was. I a, never let was, them go. Oh. Nah, I never I didn't let either. Them go. Yeah, but um, but folks people would look at me crazy. Yeah, I'm like, folks, like, like like I come in for the hug. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa what are you doing? Like, yeah, sorry. folks looked at me really crazy. They're like, I don't know. But for a while there, no matter what you did, was weird, right? I mean, even getting in an elevator, you're like, oh. Should I act weird because uh, somebody's in the elevator with me, you know, or, or anything? It was just. I just don't like weirdness. elevators in general, anyway. I, so. It's a good song, though. Elevators. Yeah, it's it a good song. It's a great song. Uh, um, yeah, like I mean, I'll get in a car with a random stranger and have them take me places, even to my home, which is really weird. You know. Yeah, that is really weird. I I did that Saturday night. 
gotten a car with a random stranger. I mean, I paid for it. it was I always Uber, thought it was weird when it was a taxi, but whenever I can pull out my phone and be like, okay, I'm standing right here. All right, random stranger. Tommy in a silver Nissan. Come pick me up in 15 minutes. That is, honestly, when I, I remember when Uber first started, right? And Ashton Kutcher was like a something. I don't know what he was in it. I don't remember all the details, uh, but... It was like everybody invested into that stock, and then it like dropped and it sank. And 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 yeah, I'm sure at that time he lost like a whole lot. But it's like, why would this not be a thing, right? And it has absolutely turned into just like a normal conversation because you know it's it's, it's kind of like, hey, you need a ride? You don't say that. You say, hey, you gonna get an Uber? It's yeah. just like I'll Google it for you. I'll that, Google like, it. It suddenly yeah. becomes sure. you know in That's the language. It. It just becomes go all the way back. It. I'll have a coke. Yeah, it's yeah. mm-hmm. the the unfortunate thing too of like DoorDash. You know, like I'll get a delivery. Oh no, let me just DoorDash that. Just DoorDash. You know, now some random stranger is gonna bring me my food too. That's that one was weird in the beginning. I'm pay twice for it. Yeah, that was that one was, but it was just like because then all of a sudden you start seeing all these videos of people like digging in your French fries and stuff, and you're like, man. But so then they start sealing the bags and all the extra stuff. Oh yeah, with that. High security. High security tape. sticker. Yeah. <laughs> High security sticker. I put that sticker on there and it's sealed closed. It is sealed. <laughs> Peace of mind. Uh, yeah. I mean, I eat it. Uh, you <laughs> know. There's never a time that I've turned down any food that was delivered to me. Oh, my God. Yeah. The if same I'll eat suspension. Food that falls of... on the floor. I mean, what's wrong with an Uber driver? But even, even like, yeah, like COVID times where they just leave, leave it on your porch and, and like, oh, oh, man, did that get delivered? Oh, yeah, like 30 minutes ago. Right, <laughs> I'll eat it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll eat it. I was in their car for 45 before that. Yeah. So, yeah. I've, I've yeah. been in the restaurant industry most of my adult life, so eating old, cold food is like, that's normal to me. That's powerful. I don't course. ever, it's rare that I get to eat a hot meal. Yeah. No, I understand that. Uh, one of the one of my favorite cold foods by far is fried, fried shrimp. Oh. Oh, yeah. Everybody, you know, it, fried chicken, of course. Yeah. But fried shrimp. Pizza, fried it's, chicken. It's bite size. So when you're in the refrigerator just eating something, you open it up and you're just like, I don't get mad at shrimp. I don't get mad at cold steak either. I know a lot of people are like, that's weird. No, cold steak's delicious, man. Yeah, cold I, steak's I, not I, bad I ain't either. Worried about it. Yeah. But again, you know, being in the well, restaurant industry this long, like I've literally eaten everything cold. So cold IPAs. <laughs> like cold IPAs. Cold IPAs <laughs> go great with cold food, you know. Uh, that's, that's gonna be that's, that needs to be. A, I love a good cold IPA. That'll be the next beer dinner at Nobi. <laughs> <laughs> we're just we're, we're going cold. Enjoy this cold banh mi with your cold with your cold stir fried noodles, your cold fried rice, and a nice cold IPA here at Nobi Public House. Oh, bring it, bring it. Cold I mean, night. I'll eat it. That'll be a good summer event. <laughs> yeah. Or or, or Christmas. Yeah. <clears throat> this one, man. I'm already. We're we're just like halfway into this uh, segment, and I'm already out of beer again. Y'all, somebody, but. Garcon! Um, Garcon. <laughs> Gargoyle. So, yeah, but we are hanging out here at Novi Public House. And, yeah, we, we almost lost Muskrat just then. But I'm um, glad, glad he's pulled through. Um, now, if you've never been down here, uh, honestly, if you're listening now and, and you're trying to find, like, a place to go, because everybody's always like, man, where do you want to go tonight? What do you want to do? Let's go someplace new. And if you've never been down in Novi, then you definitely need to come and check this place out. Incredible food. Uh, beer selection is, I mean, I mean, how many taps are you running over here? Uh, 65. 60, but about, you'll you know, 58 something. of them are beer. Yeah. yeah. 
find something, yeah, but too many taps in my opinion. Who am I? Spring rolls, bombies, uh put an egg on everything. Oh, yeah, always, yeah. The egg and the food's on okay. It it's yeah, you know, the food's it's okay. It's yeah. Fine. Yeah, it's a pretty badass <laughs> spot, man. It's pretty it's, great. It's all right. It's kind of like a, a it's a staple in the community for one. It's become that, which is really awesome, you know. Like when we first opened this place, we were very much like uh, all we wanted to do was I mean, honestly, all Charles wanted to do when we opened this place was have a place to hang out and drink good beer on this side of town. Uh, and we just hoped that people would love it as much as we did. And uh, it's been really cool. Like, the community has supported the hell out of us over the You're last really 10, 10 years. It's really a staple of the community. I was, I was excited. I hadn't been down here in a minute other than sales calls to visit. And to get to come hang out, I was excited because I always know I'm going to see somebody that I haven't seen in a while. Yeah, yeah everybody you did. Comes yeah. Through, and I did. <laughs> yeah. And it's fun, be, man. besides all of you I'm, lovely gentlemen. I'm super grateful that, like, we still get the business flow that we do after 10 years. Especially considering, you know, the shape that the industry is kind of in right now. You know, it's we're in a turbulent kind of rough time period right now, and you know, people are incredibly supportive of us and what we do. And uh, I'm, I'm, it's, it's, it's awesome, man. It's, it's cool to, to have so many regulars that still come in after all this time. But, well, No Wolf, appreciate you been hanging out for tonight, man. It's been a whole lot of fun. Belch and Beaver, look for it all over the place right now, and, and welcome to Texas. Thank so, you so much. This has been a blast, good guys. To have this it was beer a pleasure. Here. Yeah, Cheers. Man. Cheers. Thank Cheers, you so y'all. much, man. Great it's to awesome. meet you. Cheers. Enjoyed the hell out of it. And of course, my, my so good, good buddy, you guys. Troy Witherspoon. Uh, it's always fun to hang out with this guy. And a lot of people in Houston know who the, who he is. Um, just a good, just a pretty fantastic human being who gives the best hugs. You're and he right. gives the best hugs. He gives it. Channing. Badass, buddy. Always fun hanging out with you. Absolutely, I see you maybe you so once every couple weeks. Yeah. You know, just come down to eat my bon mi. Drink your very sweet tea that you have on here because during the day, I'd, yeah, I don't. I'm one of those weird guys. It would be that, sweeter if I brewed it myself. It would be sweeter. But I don't I don't really drink beer with food. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm an iced tea guy, so I drink a ridiculous amount of iced tea. And so when I come here, they're like, Same. iced tea bon mi. I'm like, yep, that's it. But. Tonight, there's been a lot of beers. All right. There you go. Very good beers tonight, man. Uh, Anton Painter, you know, I mean, did we miss him? Chaney did a really good job. (laughs) I don't know that Tom Painter guy. No, we we, uh, we always miss Tom. He's not here. Uh, You know, last week I was gone, so, you know, maybe everybody missed me. But Channing, Channing's bringing, bringing the heat for the co-host position. Gonna take your job, Tom. Gonna <laughs> take your be, job. It'll end up being Tom and Channing doing Drink of Ages. That's what'll happen. <laughs> yeah, get, get rid of me. Uh, John's beard game is better than mine. So, like, you know, like, it's... It, 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 it's all right. You know, it's, <laughs> that, that lustrous white beard. Uh, I just want to play with. No, but I do want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. And you can listen to any of the old shows. And we were going back like nine and a half years, almost ten years now of really ridiculous. I mean, Troy, you remember some of the first conversations oh, yes, sir. that you guys had on? You want to go back to some beer history? Go listen to some of the old shows. Uh, they're really bad. Oh, they're, they're <laughs> fun. They're, 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 they're so fun. much they're, they're fun. fun. They're fun. Yeah, com and all over the internet. You can find us. At, if you want to listen to any of the podcasts, it's on Apple. It's, on, it's everywhere. Just look up Drink of Ages. And that is sponsored by No Label Brewing Company and everybody, man, be safe. A lot of fun things coming up. Oktoberfest, everything, Monster Smash happening, Smash Beer Festival, October 29th over at Spindle Tap. 
Smash like a beer. waste of beer, just smashing beers. We're going to smash a lot of beers. Smash it. You definitely want to be there. It's a $40 ticket. I'm just joking. It's smash only like a $25 beer. ticket. I'm picturing but. Gallagher in my head, you know. Oh yeah! <laughs> I want to smash some beer. <laughs> where, where, where your, uh, your plastic in the front? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody, be I safe. Be in my brain to understand the things I say. Oh, I'm, I'm, I, every once in a while, I think it'd be fun, but it's, it's no. kind of scary, man. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll talk to everybody next week. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers.